0: Let me just pray for Chris as she comes to speak to us now. Father, thank you for Chris. Thank you for her um, willingness to come and um, speak to us this morning. Father, I pray that you will um, speak through her and that um, the words that you've given to to us to her to give to us, Father, that she'll be able to deliver that and you'll give us hearts that are open to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be with you all once again here today on this rather hot but beautiful day. Yeah. (laughs) And for those of you who are dads here amongst us, a very happy Father's Day to you as well. Some years ago, I did some theological study at LBC, which is now the London School of Theology, and I was asked to take some school assemblies. In preparation for this, I did some research into things that children um, thought about God and how they saw God. And I also looked at things that children had written about their own fathers. And the results of this were actually very interesting. Children who saw their own fathers as loving wrote that they thought God was loving. Children who'd had distant fathers felt that God was not very easy to get to know. And children who'd had violent or cruel fathers wrote some pretty unrepeatable things, actually, about their perception of God. Um, I would imagine here amongst us, there are uh, very mixed experiences of uh, our own fathers. I wonder what your own father is like or was like. Um, some of you will have had great dads he'd describe as being loving, good and fun. Others of us here may have already lost our fathers, and perhaps some of you here have never actually known your father. And there will be other experiences, I'm sure, as well, amongst us, of our human fathers. George Matheson was a 19th century Scottish pastor. He was born with an eye defect that left him totally blind by the age of 18. Shortly after that, his fiancée left him deciding she would not be content to be married to a blind preacher. Years later, at the age of 40, Matheson was alone on the night of his sister's wedding. Something happened, perhaps the memory of being rejected by his own fiancée years ago, that caused him severe mental suffering. Suddenly the words of a hymn came to him, as if dictated by some inward voice. The whole thing was done in five minutes, and he never had to edit or correct it. And the first verse is, O love that will not let me go, I rest my weary soul in thee. I give thee back the life I owe, that in thine ocean depths its flow may richer, fuller be. And the third verse reflects Matheson's experience of God's love through suffering. O joy, that seekest me through pain. I cannot close my heart to thee. I trace the rainbow through the rain and feel the promise is not vain. That morn shall tearless be." So in his blindness and loneliness, perhaps feeling forsaken by the love of of a woman, Matheson sought and found comfort in the unchanging love of God. And this morning, I thought it would be good for us to remind ourselves of the depths of the Father's love for each one of us. Drawing from one of our Gospel readings and 1 John 3, which says, verse 1 says this, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. So first of all, God, our Heavenly Father, is loving. The verse says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us. Love is one of the greatest motivators in the world. When someone loves you, it gives you hope and strength. And although human love is truly wonderful, God's love is much greater. The Apostle Paul prayed this for the Ephesians that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. God is love, as 1 John 4 verse 8 says. And the Greek word for love when speaking of God is agapeo and the noun is agape. And agape, of course, means unconditional love in action. God loves because he is love. That is his nature. And we're encouraged in the Lord's Prayer to begin the prayer with, Our Father in Heaven. And so when we commit ourselves to following Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, we become children of a heavenly Father. And the first line of the Lord's Prayer is a reminder that as his children, each of us has that permanent relationship with God as Father. A man called Billy Bray, who some of you may have heard of, managed to grasp this truth of how much God the Father loved him. Billy Bray was once an alcoholic Cornish miner who lived a few centuries ago. He was known for his riotous behaviour, and he was a drunkard. However, one day he had a near-fatal accident when he was at work, and after reading Bunyan's Visions of Heaven and Hell he became afraid for his own eternal destiny. And he was eventually really dramatically converted and experienced tremendous joy in his newfound faith. Billy was able to grasp what a privilege and joy it is to be loved by his heavenly father. And he used to say, I am a king's son. I really like that you. I am a king's son. The gospel is good news for us all because through receiving and responding to the gospel of Jesus Christ, we can call God our Father. And in his own prayer life, Jesus, you'll remember, refers to God as Abba, the more informal and intimate term that's better translated Daddy than Father. So God the Father is loving, God is love, and then God the Father is also generous, I love the way that the NIV version of verse 1 of John 3.1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us. And this word speaks of abundance, generosity, kindness, doesn't it? And God is very generous towards us. And the King James Version translates it, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. And this word bestowed here in Greek means given. It points to the fact that God's love is a gift that comes from his favour towards us. Romans 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And in verse 10 it says, While we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son. So once we were helpless, ungodly, enemies, if you like, of God. But God the Father's generous love for us is seen that he sent his only son to die for us while we were in that condition, which shows how generous his love is towards us. And God the Father has made us his children and that distinguishes us from the world. So God the Father is loving, generous, and He's also consistent. Malachi 3:6 says, "For the Lord, for I, the Lord, do not change." God's character doesn't change. God is love. That's not going to change. That is who He is. And like any good loving father, God wants to bless us with good things. In our gospel reading today, Jesus acknowledges that he's well aware of human shortcomings, but he highlights that God is not like like that in his fatherhood. Jesus says this when speaking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You then, though you are evil, give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? On our last Alpha course at St. Paul's, a lady who just made a commitment um, for the very first time and received prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit, she then offered to pray with um, someone else who was there whose wrist was strapped due to problems with um, carpal tunnel syndrome. And this would normally mean that she had her hand um, strapped for a few weeks as it gradually sort of settled down. Anyway, this baby believer prayed just a simple prayer. And by the next morning, this lady's wrist felt so much better that she took off the strap and she hasn't needed it since. And this is an example, isn't it, of God the Father giving good gifts, Here's the gift of healing, to his children. So God will always be consistent towards us He'll always be available to us. And he's promised to be with us, hasn't he? It says in Deuteronomy 31.8, he will never leave you or forsake you. So God is with us and wherever we are, whether at work, at home, at school, we can pray to God the Father and he is attentive and will hear our prayer. So this morning, I'd like each of you to reflect on these simple but profound truths, that God the Father loves you he is love, that God is generous towards you, lavishly generous, and he will always be consistent and available to you. And for those of you who are dads here amongst us today, let these truths inspire you in how you father your own children as well, with love, generosity, consistency, and availability to your children. It is a wonderful thing to come to know God the Father's unconditional love for us, isn't it? And to know that he delights in us as his children. And to know as well that the depths of God's love can reach us and help us, even in the most difficult of life's challenges, as that true story from George Matheson reminds us at the beginning. Amen.